And now, live from Dining Room Studios in Hollywood, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes her guest, star of stage and screen and drive throughs Jenna Kim Jones. The girl from Ipanema, if by Ipanema you mean Ohio, and by girl you mean all man, Alan Moss. A man whose own horn he'll toot and whose own pants he'll poot, it's Dustin Goot. A possible surprise guest, and Chef Jeff will tell us how he once killed a man for snoring too loud. I'm her husband Daniel asking you to strap on your listening boots, hop on board the love bus, and say hello to your new best friend, Nibbles McGee. Hello, my little baked Alaskas. It's me, Allison Rosen. Welcome to another exciting Thursday show. I want to say hello to my guests, and then I will explain what probably sounded strange to you unless you're in my head or happened to hear the most recent episode when we explained the whole Nibbles McGee thing. Hello, Dustin Goot. Hello, Allison. It's good to have you back. I didn't know what Nibbles McGee was. (laughs) I I also don't know what a baked Alaska is. So I'm I'm way behind. I'm like so... This podcast, there's so much catch up. For there'll me. be so. This is there's so much infotainment in this one for you. Just you get ready. <laughs> Hello, Jenna. Hello. It is wonderful to have you back. Thank I have you. to say, commenters said this, and I agreed. When Jeff played your drops on the last episode, they smiled when they heard your voice, and I did too. And then I'm like, I really do miss her. Thank you, you guys. Yeah. I it's find great. a lot of joy. In pooping. There it is. See? <laughs> there, there we go. Is. Hello, Alan Moss. Hello. Hello, Daniel Quantz. Hi. We will have words later. Oh, will we? And hello, Jeff Fox. Hi, Allison Rosen. How are you? I'm good. And hello, surprise guest in the corner who will come on mic later. That is my friend Greg, and I'll explain what he's doing here. Okay. So, as I said on the Matt Myra episode, the me that destroys my diets has my alter, my, my snacking grazing alter ego has a name and then jeff said something which is one of my favorite things anyone has ever said in my presence he said "Ooh, can i guess can i guess and i said (laughs) sure assuming he might know because i had blurted it out on another podcast but then jeff guessed natalie That was pretty good, though. Well, I think it's perfect. It makes sense, but no, Nibbles McGee, yeah. is the, the okay. name that, that I've given good. the person that, that wants she, to eat. She chips. might have gone by Natalie, like in middle school, when mm. like the she knew that the kids would make fun of her for being Nibbles, right? She's Natalie, just like, no, it's just Natalie. You just you can just cross it off and put Natalie, right? Yeah. It could be Natalie Nibbles McGee, and it's sort of yeah. cool that her parents named her that. I know. I mean, it's know. like they knew. Do you know why I guessed Natalie? Because I love Facts of Life and yes. she's portly? Yes. <laughs> then yes, I do. <laughs> um, but anyway, it'll be like late at night. I'll say to Daniel, could you put these chips up on the shelf? No, not that shelf. The other one. Because I can reach that one if I like th- throw my body through the air and use tongs. And then he'll say, am I talking to nibbles? <laughs> and then I'll begin <laughs> laughing. It's a, I, I only laugh that way when talking about that or when I farted. Because I'm like six years old. So anyway, lots of stuff to get to, lots of stuff in this episode. Um, I want to start by saying that I finally listened to the first episode of the JMO Patrol. Do you know what this is, Jenna? Yes, okay. I know of it, but I, 
I will confess, I haven't listened to it yet, but I plan to. Yes. Yeah. It took me a little while to have the time to listen to it. So the JMO Patrol is this podcast started by some super fans of Allison Mosin's new best friend. Um, and it's sort of a fan cast for this show. And of course, I'm on cloud nine that it exists. And I listened to it. And it was, it possibly, don't take this the wrong way, Jeff. It possibly has more production than this podcast. <laughs> it, does, it does have a lot of production. You listened to it as well? I did. It's, yeah. It's really cool cool and um the first episode at least each person on the show shared what they're referring to as their allison origin story which is when they went from being like a casual listener to a super i don't think they would use the word obsessive but hard, like the, a like, super allison hero yeah a super hardcore listener of the podcast who felt that they needed me in their life um and and then they just talked a bit about themselves and I feel like how the dare they? Re- I mean, I fast forwarded through that part, <laughs> but I feel like the real Hollywood thing to say would be it was so humbling listening to that. Mm, but I think we right. all know that's a load of horseshit. Yeah, because how is it humbling <laughs> listening to a bunch of people talk about how great you are? Not humbling. No, no. it's awesome. I was insufferable afterwards. <laughs> Not really. No, it really. But hum- humbling is the wrong word. It was really moving for me. Um. And I, I, w- I think other people will enjoy it as well. But really, the target audience might be me because it was right up my alley. <laughs> no, but there were moments where I actually had to like pause it and hold my heart. Whoa. <laughs> um, it was just, I don't know. It was just really interesting listening. And it really remind it kind of, I guess humbling is the wrong word. But what it made, it, it made me just realize that these are real people listening and I don't want to lose that connection. Um, and, you know, one of the stories that Jason Dix, who's done a lot of animation for the show, told was that he worked on this animation for the Adam Carolla show for a really, really long time. And he sent it in. And then he talked about that feeling that when you, when you, you know, create something for a show and you send it in and you're kind of on tenterhooks, to use that word that we talked, mm-hmm. we used a while ago. <laughs> we sure do. Um, until you hear back. And then it got played on the show and Adam made a disparaging remark about how, he Adam looked in the animation and Jason was crushed. And I think that was the part where I was like, Oh yeah. I remember hearing- that too. And just feeling like he just dismissed it and, and he had done so much work. Yeah. And well, it was really good. Yes. Yes. Although that is, I don't want to, I, I, I guess I, I can't remember the moment that well. So I was, but maybe it's because I'm um, just used to doing it for four years. I was about to defend Adam and say, that's just how he is. I don't know. Yeah, that is how he is. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, though, but then I guess Jason said that I stood up for Jason. I think the point I made to Jason was, don't worry. That's just how Adam is. That's how he treats everyone. And it, it meant a lot to Jason. Um, and then he did some animations for this show. And, um, you know, I was very effusive because they were they were incredible. But it made me think about when someone spends work, puts time into something and spends work, spends work on it. What am I saying? Uh, spends time, puts work into something, sends it into a show. I really need to make sure that I thank each and every person who's done everything like that. And I, I've tried, but people have sent in so much amazing stuff and I don't know that I've thanked every single person. So if you sent me something and you did not get a thank you or you didn't see it hanging on the walls in pictures, tweet at me and I will tweet you back and tell you how much it meant to me. Um, the other thing is that 
Megan's story was about um, she watched an after the show vlog where I was talking about my issues with weight and stuff like that. And that really um, spoke to her. And it was just a good reminder that I think the thing that people connect with most is vulnerability um, and openness. Because I think since the events of the beginning of the year of, you know, getting fired and all that, I've had perhaps this tendency to present a really strong front and to be like, no one got to me. I'm doing great. Things are great. Every, you know, I, there's no chinks in my armor. Is it okay to say that anymore? I think it probably is, but it's probably not okay to say what I just said. Um, Context. It's fine. (laughs) You know, and I've never been better and all that, which I'm fine. I'm doing well, obviously. And the show's doing well and everything. But at the same time, I think it's it's probably a mistake for me to not be open and not reveal vulnerabilities anymore. Okay. I've just talked nonstop for a long time. How's everyone else doing? Doing great. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jenna, you were in Utah for Meet the Mormons. Yes, I was in Utah. It was great. The DVD is doing extremely well. It was number one. Well, right now it's like the number one documentaries of all time on Amazon selling wise. That's That's just really exciting and cool. And um, I got to meet a lot of fans and people, both listeners of you and listeners of our podcast. And I had uh, a lot of exciting people who are really excited, which was, you know, I said, I was was talking on our podcast, like it's, you forget sometimes that people like are genuinely excited to meet you. And you're Mm -hmm. like, why are you excited to meet me? (laughs) Like, I'm just a lame-o who's just tired and you know, but like, no, no, you don't have to say anything, but thank you. She is Um, lame-o. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just, so there were a lot of cool people that came out and then I was in Utah, which was always nice. And, uh, but I'm going back tomorrow. I'm going to be in Utah a lot. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm well, if you want to know about my glamorous life, I'm performing for the Utah Dental Association. (laughs) So free toothbrush. Yeah, pretty much. Jenna, (laughs) that's cool. I've actually been asking around uh, for a dentist. I had a, a dental problem, in a, the, which I think led to my ear infection, but maybe it didn't, but it probably did. And I've been asking around my workplace uh, if anyone likes their dentist, because we're all on the same dental plan, obviously. Um, and basically, no one likes... Everyone's like, no. It's not even le- like a hesitation or they stop to think about it. It's. I mean, it's just like assumed. <laughs> it's like, no, why would you even ask me that? Who likes their dentist? And it's a real problem. Like, I don't even know who to see. Like, I... I Think I'm better off just letting my teeth rot. I'm saying I would consider going to Utah, or if the Utah <laughs> dentist wa- is like good and wants to relocate to LA, then there's a lot of people looking for a dentist who doesn't totally suck. Yeah. I have a great you can, let, you can let them know. Yeah, I'll, that'll be in my opening. What bit. makes a great dentist though? Um, like not asking you questions when his hands are in your mouth. I mean, <laughs> I yeah. Daniel just, does have a lot of dental loyalty. Really, my dentist. Really? She's just really. I don't know. She's really good. Like. Um, but like what you makes feel her extra good? clean when you walk out? You're like, yeah, man. Things yeah. sparkle. Well, I mean, she does everything you'd want from a dentist. You have the person who cleans your teeth. Okay. What they do, do you a good want job. from a dentist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really I'm, diving into If you let me, more. I'll tell you. Okay. Ooh. Uh, clean your teeth. Okay. Look for cavities. Quick work when there are cavities. No pain. You know, no pain. Mm. No the, pain. No pain in the teeth cleaning as well. In any of it, does she provide any I, handheld? Are you a good flosser? Maybe you like your dentist because you, you're a good flosser. Uh, 
Yeah. Yes, he I'm is good. good. Yeah. He turned oh. me on to new floss and everything early in our relationship. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you are a good flosser Upgrade. then. Yeah. yeah. I th- I feel like there's it's like uh there's a like for kids, I mean this is an obvious statement. But for kids and adults it's different things like as a kid you're it's like basically the it's all about bedside manner and like making brushing and flossing fun, you know? <laughs> and like and and my guy he had uh free Miss Pac-Man in his waiting room. Ooh. That's really all that it took. I was like all about it cuz it's like even if the appointment sucked, I got I got like three or four games of free Miss Pac-Man. That was it work- was this an office or was this a bar? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, wherever they were practicing in South Carolina, Daniel, yeah. let's not judge. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right. Um, the Miss Pac-Man would work for me now. Yeah, good yeah, is good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I think it might work for me. I mean, I sp- given the state of things, like, good Lord, uh, it'd be good enough. <laughs> but as an adult, the thing that ca- came up most often in these work conversations was like, basically like not being conservative about what you recommend. Like, because, and like, Dennis have told me, this at you know in the i guess they're more candid moments like you're you know when they're not trying to like scare me into into like crazy procedures like you're you're basically like vulnerable uh you know through the age of like 16 or 18 or something like teeth you know like are you're losing your kids teeth and then like you're you know you're getting wisdom teeth and weird stuff is going around and like lots of crazy stuff can happen then but basically if your teeth are good at like you know, whatever it is, 18 or 20, they're probably good till you're like 50. Like not that much stuff can happen to them. So I'm not going to feel bad about the fact that and this occurred to me today and yesterday and the day before. It's been like two or three years since I've seen a dentist. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Because my dentist is still in Orange County and I don't have time to go to Orange County. But I know I should go to your favorite dentist in the world. Well, I can tell you why you need to get your teeth cleaned. Because the tartar builds up and then bacteria gets in the tartar. And the bacteria will secrete something that will dissolve the uh, connection of your gums to your teeth. And once that's dissolved, your gums will start receding and you'll get erosion on your roots. For sure, but probably a dentist. Have have gum trans- you gum transplant. I, I, I don't mean to that, get all serious about but dental. But probably stuff, a dentist but. made that sound much more like ominous than it actually. I mean, that's a process that would probably take ten years or. So. I mean, well, I, I'll tell you, I haven't had my teeth well, cleaned actually, in Dustin, four years. I have that problem. <laughs> so. And oh. and the dentist that I just went to in this emergency situation after mm-hmm. four years of having no cleaning said that mm-hmm. my gums looked great. So I mean, well, it's la like, de freaking da. I'm, look at your gums. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah, Mr. look at my Mr. Gums. Fancy gums over there. I, we should frame them because they're so they're so healthy. But the big thing with adults is basically like a dentist recommending all sorts of crap, which in most adults' yes. cases, is not needed. Yeah, and, and there's and that yeah. thing of scaring like... scaring you yeah. about gums and X, Y, and Z. That's and it's true. like, well, this and that, you know, could lead to this and could lead to that and could lead to that. It's like, yes, I mean, you know, like I could walk down your stairs and slip and like give myself a concussion, like, but we still build stairs in the world. I'm, you know, like... Thank God. That was actually my, that my first job. For? My first uh, job that was uh, offered to me right after my undergrad was to be like a financial person for a for a dental association and to just basically they would hand the patient off to me and I would just sell them on crap financial services and whatever they needed oh, for like their dental plans yeah. for things yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, I don't feel good about this. So then you started hmm. working at Dairy Queen <laughs> and then, and then I upgraded to the DQ. <laughs> I wanted to get them on the other end. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then the dentist was like, "Listen, I, you're not selling enough, but if you just go to Dairy Queen, push like, the well, caramel, push the caramel. We're just going to move you up funnel." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's not sleep on this. What was your dental emergency? Uh, I had a, an infection in like 
like behind one. <laughs> Hilarious. Oh. Healthy Uh-oh. gums. What? An infection? It was, it was like a piece of food that randomly oh, like burred okay. its way where it wasn't supposed to be, yeah. which can happen. It's yeah, the food's fault now. I will yeah. say. Chick-fil-A, maybe. Haven't had any since. <laughs> we, right. we all thought that you pooped in your ear. Yeah, we figured some poop. I have to fill Greg in, even though the audience doesn't know. Oh, you know, he's listened. Okay. Um, so I will say... Of all the pain I've ever experienced in my entire life, the thing that was the most painful was waking up one morning, the feeling that preceded having to get a root canal. I was in college, and um, there was a tooth that my dentist had told me I should probably... I think it was like, you know when they are in your mouth, and they're like, make a note on 32? Yes. (laughs) Yes. What does that Mm -hmm. mean? Mm -hmm. Which one is it? I don't speak tooth numbers. (laughs) They've been making a note on this one for a while. Watching it. Yes, they yes exactly. They've been watching it. Well, it up and did whatever yep. they were worried about, uh, and I woke up in just the worst pain ever. And I remember walking to class holding my face and having an understanding of those. I think I had seen cartoons of the olden days when someone would wrap a whole towel around their face because it was just the pain was shooting up and down. And then I went and got a root canal, which really wasn't as bad as I was expecting from everyone using it colloquially. I, I just had that conversation actually with a friend who I just recommended my dentist to and oh. she loved him. So Dustin, I will pass his information on to you. All right. Pass it to me and, too. And uh, he, th- th- one of the things I love about him is he's not an over, <laughs> over repairer. Like when you're talking about a mechanic, the guy's like, well, you need a new belt. And while you're in there, you might as well do the serpentine belt. And if you're taking serpentine belt off, you might as well take the timing belt off. And you might, you know, he's not that guy. He's just like, eh, you could do it. Eh, you'll be fine. If it hurts. Oh, call this me. is exactly the guy yeah, I want. He's all business. Oh, but love it. <laughs> uh, so this this friend of mine who I'd recommended, he said, you you might need a root canal soon. But he didn't say you should get it now. Or he said, well, you know. Give it some time and see if it bothers you. And she was all uptight about it. And I said, I've had two root canals and I fell asleep during both of them. They're, they're so not a big thing. Yeah. They get a bum rap. They really do. Is it because they take more than one appointment or is it because they... Oh, all they, mine were in one appointment. They were? Yeah. Mine oh, were in multiple yeah, appointments. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I feel like it was I feel like, like, like speaking of the olden days, they're like... There could well have been a time when root canals were treated differently, yeah. and and I could imagine were quite excruciating. But yeah, now maybe. we have better drugs or advanced <laughs> techniques, and so it's become no big deal. But we, it's like you know, expressions linger on. Find out at your association. I will. <laughs> well, my I when I had a root canal, the guy it was in New York, and it was really expensive because my insurance wasn't that great. And I was working at Daily Show at that time, and. Uh, he, he all he could talk about and he wouldn't stop talking by the way was how he gave John Stewart a root now like 10 years earlier <laughs> wow. and then once he took the root out he then proceeded to show it to me and all the things that he'd been doing and it was probably the grossest oh. experience ever oh. I was like TMI I don't need to know that that was in my mouth this oh. is horrible I thought That's you were talking awful. about John Stewart's root for a second <laughs> I I was yeah. like, he had saved it those 10 <laughs> he might years. have he might have all he ever talks about. Oh my god! I, I would love it if he, it's everyone who comes in. He's just like, "This is John Stewart's root. I, I took this out." So think really he could gross. be funny if this were still in there. <laughs> Famous root. A- after the show, are they going to uh, give you a gift bag of a free toothbrush and yeah, little yeah. travel toothpaste? Well, it's it's like this big convention, right? So I'm their lunch entertainment, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> 
and they said a- afterward they're like if you want to stay for a little bit we can walk you around and show you all the booths Ooh. and i was like sure <laughs> I want all the free toothbrushes is really what I want. I'm getting a year supply here. See, I feel yeah. like the joke would be to like give them caramel popcorn and like, twist <laughs> yeah. like all the all the like worst things that they would tell anyone right. never to eat at all. And it's just like I don't know, I think some sort of that. performance art. Jolly ran- yeah. Jolly Ranchers. <laughs> mm. I was gonna say I bet after the lunch there's a real rush in the bathroom for everyone to go do their third brushing a day. Oh yeah. Or post meal brushing. <laughs> Probably. There are always those people at work that brush their teeth in the mm-hmm. bathroom sink. Yes. I think they're so hygienic. I've never Is been that person. Is anyone here that person? No. No. I'm not into brushing my teeth in public. It feels yeah. like a very... Or at the airport. <gasps> yeah. I don't like <laughs> I mean, it. I'm, I'm sure it feels no. great, but at an airport, like your toothbrush out and thousands of people Yeah, and plus there's just not enough water happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of doctor's offices... Um, as of now, my egg reached, so I think for any brand new listener, hi, I'm trying to get pregnant. It's taking a lot of money and a lot of, uh, hormone, just a whole bunch of stuff. Daniel and I are doing fertility stuff. Um, and she's ovulating McGee. (laughs) No, we're hoping I'm not. If I do ovulate, then they will cancel the egg retrieval that as of right now is scheduled for Friday. So I explained this before, um, but you might not have been yeah, on this. What's ep- okay. So regular IVF, <clears throat> you okay, do a yeah. bunch of shots mm-hmm. and they stimulate a whole bunch of eggs and they do the egg retrieval. And I read, I think this is not common, but I read on the internet, at least someone who had like 37 eggs retrieved, but then only a few of, you know, only a certain number of them are viable. But I couldn't even believe that. I think usually they're hoping for 10 to 12. But then okay. for certain, with certain women, even if they were to do all those drugs, they just still would only create four or five or something. And for those women, of which I am one, they recommend what they call minimal stimulation IVF. I've also heard it referred to natural cycle IVF, which is basically it's not all the drugs. It is some drugs, but not all of them. And then they go in and they can get just a couple eggs uh, and then they freeze those and they do it the next month and the next month until they have enough to then put them back in. So right now that's supposed to happen on Friday and I feel okay about it. I think because I am working on an addiction to Versed, which is the drug they give you before they give you the drug that knocks you out. (laughs) I think I've discussed this before. It's a good thing I can't get my hands on it on the street because Normally, I would be afraid. Normally, I don't like needles. But the fact that I know that I'm getting this drug is making the whole thing incredibly tolerable. It's probably the best I've felt in the last year. <laughs> I could think about anything. I had to quickly make sure I got married before this last year. Yeah. <laughs> I could think about anything upsetting. It didn't upset me. All I wanted to do is just relax and sleep. Oh, yeah. I felt so good. I've never, I feel like it's what heroin is probably like. Is this Friday's... Is, is it pretty intense procedure i mean is it like easy is it it's it's pretty fast okay it's um have you had a transvaginal ultrasound i have (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um it's and it's an ultrasound of your uh of your lady bits okay where they put the wand inside yeah 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 gotcha so this is like that but um there's there is a needle that goes in, into the follicle to get the egg. Gotcha. But it's really supposed to be not a huge deal. I think. Yeah, that, you'll be okay. According yeah. to, from what I've heard, um, the feeling of your ovaries being like full and having all those eggs that 
people who do normal IVF, that feeling is more uncomfortable than the procedure. It's not done in a hospital. They do knock you out, but it's not done in a hospital, which I feel a little weird about. Except <laughs> Just I feel like, like a park bench? Or? Yeah, they, they come to you. <laughs> I think we're going to do it in the guest it's bathroom. A van. It's the pool table at the... Uh, at the billiards uh, hall where uh, Dustin got his dental work done. <laughs> exactly. They have Ms. Pac-Man. So, um, no, it's uh, at one of the... So there's all these different locations in the reproductive group that we go to, and it's at one of the bigger ones that has like a, a lab there or whatever. But they That's do it all the time, so okay. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's yeah. probably mm-hmm. IV sedation. If, it's really normal. If not, this yeah. was a great last show. But so anyway, <laughs> what I, here's what I wanted to bring up. Because I... I've been trying to figure out how I feel about this. Daniel, you are probably going to need to weigh in on this too. There's a few different doctors that we see mm-hmm. uh, when you go there and it's always like whoever's available. But the, there's one doctor who's like the rock star of infertility and yeah. he's very well known and I guess in the field, right? Like when you went in for the last procedure, all the nurses were like, oh, have you? Yeah. You know, they just loved he him. He created their infertility him. program and right, they loved him. he wasn't him. even the guy that was doing your procedure right this is when i had the polyps removed so anyway though there are a couple we have a a couple sets of couple friends that also go to this place um and i hadn't seen the the rock star doctor yet i'd only i just had met him once and the one of the couples said to me that they met him and they didn't like him because he seemed weird and creepy, but now they're working with a different doctor and they totally like him. And I was like, that's weird. He didn't seem weird or creepy to me. And then another couple had an appointment with him and they also didn't like him because his sense of humor is weird and he was just, I don't know, they just got a (laughs) weird feeling from him. Who cares? But, well, hang on. We'll address that in a minute. They just got a weird feeling from him and now they're working with someone else and they like her. But now I've met him a number of times and he's examined me and I've never gotten this weird feeling or this creepy feeling. Yeah. Oh, 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 but I was over, I was eavesdropping on a conversation between two women in the waiting room. It was the one that I would have had if I was talking to anyone, which would be like, it's such a long wait in here. I know. Oh, have you met with so-and-so? Yeah. He, and then they said, I don't, he's, he's weird. He's got that weird sense of humor, he right? He's quirky, but I don't think he's weird. They thought he had a weird sense of humor, and they both said that he had upset them once. And I wanted to be like, he upset me once, too. Um, you know, when when I walked out being like, we might spend all this money and oh, not even have yeah, a baby at he, the end. Yeah, right. But I feel like he was just setting our expectations. He was, I think his whole thing is set expectations super low, and then... If nothing, if you don't get pregnant, and if you beat them, people think you're a rock star. That's right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. But, but here's what I can't exactly. figure out: because they asked me who I wanted to do the egg retrieval, um, and I was tempted to say, "Oh, whoever," and then I thought, "No, he's the one who's create who founded this practice." All you know, if he's available, I guess probably him, because I seem to be sort of a tough case because I don't really know what's going on with me. But then I came home, and this is what I was thinking about while I was riding the bike. It's not important that I tell you where I was doing it, but it's just where a lot it's of... I don't know. It kind yeah. of set the scene. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. there I was, riding the bike, uh-huh. thinking about this. Why is it that so many people think he's weird or creepy, but I don't notice it at all? Does that mean I'm weird or creepy? <laughs> or am I just a really bad judge of character? Do I have a bad read on people? Because it's not like it's not like I get what they mean. I just don't see it. It's like I do not notice it at all. Is it because he's super Jewish? 
And I'm is it because no. he's kind of, like he talks like John Lovitz. Oh, here's the thing. No, that he are, talks like he t- he has a little bit of that. Um, the teacher from South Park or the principal who's like, okay, yes, like oh. he, d- he has that a little here's bit. Here's the weird things I've noticed about him. He says, okay, 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 when he's about to touch you with the wand, he goes, <laughs> he goes, <laughs> touching you, touching you. <laughs> Yeah, that but might I be. appreciate that because then I'm not like oh, cold. Yeah, he just goes touching you, touching yeah. you, and then also he refers to sex <laughs> as a date. As in, one time he said to me, "When's the last time you had a date?" And I but was I like, actually like that really better. That date night thing. The other ways, of, the other doctors have been super awkward about that. They've been so. So you guys need to like what? What are some of the other euphemisms and things? I think when's the, the date last is time perfect. your husband released? Yeah, like everything else <laughs> just feels weird. That felt. Like well, now least, that I know what he means by date, now I, I'm on board I would board like them to go it. back to 70s. You're like, well, say, we went and saw Cinderella, and then we went out to <laughs> <That's> dinner. <right. laughs> um, I, I'd like them to use make and whoopee instead. Actually, he said, when's the last time you had a date? And I said, oh, I haven't even been charting my ovulation this month, you know, because it's like we're all, we're in test tubes now. And he goes, mm, you're supposed to just be romantic. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But I still don't think that's weird. Dude, He's wildly you should entertaining. Also if tell, him, tell them the, the word that he used to describe an egg that he was telling us the process and he's like he was like going through it and he's like, Well, you know, um we'll we'll fertilize a bunch of eggs and then if the eggs turn out to be Garf Garf which meant like not usable. Like, like we're if just they like, look like, all scrambled. But he and used messy, the word. Yeah. He used the word just like we know what the word means. Like Did you know, and a bunch of you know, if a bunch of eggs turn out to be garf, then we'll <laughs> have to try something else. And we're like okay. garf. That sounds I so much worse than I think he means. For something like um, like s- wait, great. snafu. I don't Maybe. think it does though. I think but it's a word he made up. Was it one of the other doctors or he that said? I mean, yes, everyone, please note my excellent grammar that said that's a word he made up. That's his word. I, don't I know. think it was one of the other doctors because I repeated Garf back to them. But like, see, I kind of like joke. a doctor who makes up words. I, I do, do too. too. I, I don't mind that. Awesome. You know what it is? Yeah. And I hope this doesn't sound really Freudian. I think he reminds me a little bit of my dad in terms well, of. Well, I was going to say you're used to doctors that are yes. silly. I think that he has a, <laughs> he has a bit of a quirky sense of humor and you're used to a quirky sense of humor. You don't think of that as weird because it really or isn't creepy. weird and it's not creepy. We it's are, just different. If you were raised without that, it's going to seem odd that a doctor is that way. We are the only two people who don't. Well, it, po- probably not in his whole practice, according to Yelp, but we're the only two people I know who don't think he's creepy and weird. I, I will take the word of all of the medical staff at Long Beach Memorial okay. over your friends getting a vibe. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this guy from the beginning, since we started has been the guy who pioneered all of the, I mean, not to, but I just, I, that carries a lot more weight with me than, I don't know. Then he he was sort of okay. odd. Yeah. yeah. He said, okay. Yeah. A lot. That's like the South park, but they know? have strong reactions and the words are creepy and weird. I just, it's just weird that I'm not picking up on that. Like, at I, I would all. have to know who said it too. And, okay. And I'll tell you off mic. Hmm. Jeff? <laughs> it is because with them that he kept referring to sex as playing escaped convict in the warden's yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a little creepy. You know what? That actually that's a, um, that's a long drive to get to the diner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it could have been that, but I don't know, Daniel. You know what we should do the next time we have a date? I mean, before we have a date, <laughs> go to one of your sponsors or something. 
Well, we should probably make ourselves a delicious dinner with Blue Apron. Oh, that's a great idea. But here's the thing with making dinner. I don't want to have to like choose a recipe Me and then either. go to the store and then be like, I need a bunch mm-hmm. of this. I don't know. How much is a bunch? How much is a cup? I mean, it's probably a cup I yeah. can figure out. But you know what I'm saying? It's I know, hard to buy. Totally. You always end up buying extra stuff. Uh-huh. By the time you get home from the store, you're too tired. Yeah. What do you do with leftovers? Throw and it then, out the yeah. And how do you even know you chose a good recipe? It's just, it's all. It's just too hard. But Blue Apron takes all the challenge and all the difficulty out of it because they send you exactly what you need to make a delicious meal. It is perfectly proportioned. There's a recipe card. We keep all of our Blue Apron recipe cards. That's right. Um, And they break down how to make each meal. There's pictures. Even an idiot could do it. Mm -hmm. Daniel, you've done it. Yeah. But I'm, I wasn't trying to suggest you're an idiot at all. That's all right. You're probably an a better cook than I am. I'm an idiot in the you're kitchen. You're probably a better cook than I am. That may be true. But for less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron <laughs> sends you fresh ingredients, perfectly proportioned, uh, and you learn to cook with specialty ingredients that are normally hard to find. Blue Apron is perfect for the aforementioned date night, cooking with friends. They even offer family plans with kid-friendly ingredients. Um, and they work around your schedule and dietary preferences. And Blue Apron's experts source only the best seasonal ingredients for incredible meals like spiced turkey meatball pitas with bib lettuce and carrot sal- salad, brown butter spatzel with and I love spatzel. Mm. We talked about this. We mm-hmm. had a whole conversation about it. With celery root, apple, and horseradish steak with green peppercorn sauce and roasted fingerling potatoes. Check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free by going to blueapron.com slash Allison. That's right. Two meals free. Your first two meals are on me when you go to blueapron.com slash Allison. You know what? They sent me uh, a box and it was a great recipe. It was brown butter garf. <laughs> really good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to move on to other stuff because I'm trying not to do two-hour shows because that's what I keep doing. But I need to just quickly address something real fast. I've been watching Gilmore Girls for the first yeah. time ever. <laughs> what? Just one quick thing. TV time. Okay. TV we do have time. TV time. TV time. TV time. Why is it called Dosey's Market when it's spelled deuces? Oh my gosh. We had a talk about this you in did? bed last night at three in the morning. <laughs> oh my God. Why are you watching Gilmore Girls at three in the morning? Some people have to work. I couldn't sleep. So I was watching it because, mm-hmm. you know, I just love it. I'm on my second round of watching it because I only discovered the show when it came on Netflix. I have no idea. And Alan <laughs> was trying to pronounce it. And he was half asleep last night. He was like, douches, douches. Why is it called that? And I said, it's Dosies. It's Taylor Dosies Market. Okay? But it's D-O-O-S. Yes. It makes no sense. Yeah. It makes no sense. Okay. There's lots of things in that show that make no sense. And is there no movie theater in Stars Hollow? Because when they watch a movie, there's like a settee, a divan, all sorts of various pieces of furniture that I mispronounce. It's like in a house. Yes, yes, everything's. It's so eclectic. Yes, but it's not a movie theater. The town is supposed to be another character in the show. Oh, is it the fifth lady? Yeah, just <laughs> like, like New that. York. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things in that show that don't make sense. Like if the town is really as tiny as it is, why are there always so many people walking around the downtown square? Good point. And how do Lorelai and Rory stay so skinny when all they eat are pop tarts and, and hamburgers tots and hamburgers? Oh yes. my God. That pop, when they had that steady date and she's like, here's 45 pop tarts. Yeah. I'll order pizza oh for my you. God. <laughs> yes. 
And then they went to see the Bengals. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was so good. Yeah. I uh, know why that is. What? I don't want to spoil it for you. Maybe I shouldn't spoil it for you. You, I don't believe you could spoil Gilmore Girls. No. <laughs> or could you? The show is all about a girl who got an abortion and she's thinking about what would have been if she hadn't. So it's a fantasy. That's not true. That is not true. That is not true. That is. You take that. How back. dare you? <laughs> no. You'll just have to wait and Daniel see. Daniel did point out, <laughs> I think, a key tension of Gilmore Girls, which is everything's great. Everything's going great for Lorelai. Her life is great. She's running it in. That Lorelai. <laughs> but. Will she ever get it together? Her life did get knocked off track because she got pregnant at 16. Right. But everything's going great now. It's all great. But is it? Well, she would say so. It, or does she not have your access to vulnerability? <laughs> <laughs> she might not. I think one of her defense mechanisms is nonstop chatter. Oh, and being M- super cute. Is. Yes. is the town called Banterville? Because everybody banters. <laughs> well, see, that's part of the reason I ne- My sister was really into Gilmore Girls. And all I heard when I would watch it is, and I was like the cadence I can't get past the cadence yes. it's driving me insane they just all it's non-stop it's like Bruce Valanche wrote this show <laughs> but in terms of the pattern now that I'm into it, it I don't even notice it maybe it goes it de- away right yeah has it gone away or does it develop in later seasons uh no it there it's it depends there. It's, it's always there <laughs> never ceasing mm-hmm. it's always there. <laughs> the theme song's running through my head right now oh that uh, theme song I don't like the theme song i don't mind it whatever jenna but, hums it throughout the day <laughs> it's in my head don't let her lie to it's you it's in my head it's right now i i can't remember what i was gonna say now because all i'm thinking about <laughs> yeah, is the theme just, song he's playing over what were yeah. we saying where you lead i will follow anywhere that you tell me to when you need if you need oh there it is oh my god Here's the thing. I don't know what this show did, but it captured my heart in the last... How many months has it been? Like four months? At least six. Did it six on months? Netflix? I just love it. Netflix? I like miss it when it's over. I hope you get to that point I where I am at, at that show. point okay, right now. The show is like... I think it may consciously be like a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa. Like the whole thing is such a just fantasy. And don't you love Melissa McCarthy? In yes. It? She's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh... Really it does sweet. get kind of dramatic, though. Like some stuff goes down. Well, when the first when I watched the pilot, I was like, "Oh, I never fully appreciated the conflict in the show, right? You know, with with the three generations of I didn't know Gilmore's. that either, right? It's not just a couple of cutesy people drinking a lot of coffee. There's heart. You drink a lot of. coffee. Rory does not want to be like Lorelai, but everything has worked out just fine anyhow. I feel like the main <laughs> character description of Lorelai in the first script is that she likes coffee. They're yeah, like, we'll develop exactly, the character later. Yeah. We just want you to know that she likes coffee and she can't. Yeah, have get you noticed how many reenactments happen in that town? By the way, a lot of reenacting happen, yes. happening. What are you talking about? The townspeople. They do. They're constantly reenacting shit. Yes. They oh, are. they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a there's a few episodes later in the years where I I get a little tired of the town where I'm like, we get it. Oh, you guys just like are Luke. weird. Luke doesn't like the town. He doesn't like the town. Oh spirit. yeah, he does. He refuses not. to decorate seasonally. What season are you in? One. You're still in one. Okay. How many are there? Seven. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I agree with you, Daniel. Now I, I understand agree. that far away look in your eye, yes. Al. I've already left. I'm oh gone. my god. <laughs> Al's not going to be sleeping yeah. anytime yeah. soon. Oh, so good. Let's do an iTunes comment of the week, and then let's meet my friend in the corner. 
Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them, yes she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this iTunes comment has a special shout out for Jeff. The headline is Don't Care and Love Jeff, five stars. It's by Monkey D. Sarasona. I have listened to you since your last employer, but I listened to Jeff since Titus and like the remix. You are cute, cool, and way more than A has to offer. Nothing but good luck. Hugs, Mary. Thank you. Wait, I'm, I'm cute and cool? I think it was me. Oh. Maybe it's you. <laughs> Maybe it's both of us. I was hoping it was me, but I think it's you. I mean, who knows? Anyway, though, I thought that was nice. That's she enjoys nice. the remix. Thank you so much, Mary. Hugs back to you. If you would like your That's comment right. to be an iTunes comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars is our favorite number, and maybe we will read it on the show. Okay. So my friend Greg is in the corner, and we are trying to unwrap a microphone now and get it to him. He has been patiently observing the show. Greg, hello. Hi, Allison. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So get right on that microphone. Mm, sorry, I'm just cables here. <laughs> I know it's you're in the show. yeah. You're you're there's corn spaghetti all around you. All right. So explain who you are and why you're here. Um. Yeah. Normally, when someone says we have a special guest here, it's supposed to be like a famous person, and I'm really not. I am a producer that Allison works with. I have worked with her for the last, I guess, year. I guess right. Very little over yeah, a year. Maybe a little over a year trying to develop a television show with her. Some of you might have seen the piece of tape that she put up on her YouTube channel that we made together. And we're friends. Mm-hmm. We're both sort of from Orange County. She was there long before I was. That's about it. But you're we're older like, than I am? That's Yes, that's true, actually. Just so you guys know that, I am, in fact, older than Allison. Because <laughs> right, no, I was there long before you suggests that you're younger than right, I am. Right, right. I didn't move there until I was 10. Okay. And you're a native, correct? Uh, yeah. Well, I was born in Oakland. I like to throw that in because right, right, it's right. a year of cred. And right. then we moved down. There. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was Where born did... in Pasadena. Is that cred? No. Mm. All right. You should mm. claim Oakland. Right. Sorry. Yeah. I'll claim Oaktown from now on. Yeah. Um, we almost went to the same college. That's right. Ooh. Allison went to the one that you go to if you can get into it. And I went to the one that you try and go to that one. Does but that they're a consortium. It's the, the Claremont Colleges are a five-college consortium. Mm, right. So... Uh, one of them is easier to get into. Yes, and that's the one you and went to. And that's the one I went to. I we tried have, to get into the one she went to. Right. We do have some mutual college friends, or at least we know some of the same we people. We do, yes. We do have some. Now, let's address... I like to bring up the hard things on this show. Mm-hmm. Let's address something that I've been wanting to ask you about. <laughs> I am trying to t- develop yes. something with someone that was so loathed that years ago there was a drink named after him. It Wasn't it called, like, the asshole or something? Uh... Are you talking about you're talking about me? Yes. Yes, that's true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a drink named after me called the California Asshole. Nice. That's, true. that's a wow. true story. Yeah. I was uh, similar to Allison. I was a music journalist, um, and I had a column in a magazine, a newspaper in the Bay Area called Bam. Called right? Bam Bay Area Music, which was in LA for a while too. Yes. And uh, in fact, there would be in college there was a rack at Rhino Records. That had BAM That's correct. and Mean Street. Right. And I That's wrote correct. for Mean Street. Oh, and I wrote cool. for BAM wow. and I was a real dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really mean to local bands. I was very candid, actually, I guess is the way you would put it. And I got into a fight with uh, the owner of a certain club in San Francisco because he wouldn't let me in and I made some jokes about it in the column. I was on the radio station up there and he called in like the next week. 
And he said, we're having a night in your honor tonight. If you come down, you can drink for free with all your friends. And I got down there at a place <laughs> called the Hotel Utah. I think it's still there. It's oh, in yeah. San Francisco. Oh, and uh, they had hung up. What I had written in my column was, how dare he not let me in? I'm Greg fucking Heller. <laughs> and they had made like enormous banners and hung them outside that said Greg fucking Heller nice. night. And they had made shirts for everybody that said Greg fucking Heller. Oh my gosh. And they were serving a cocktail called the California Asshole, which was everything on the bar mat poured into a shot glass. Ew. And I showed up and the bouncer didn't recognize me. And I was like, I'm him. And he was like, no, you're not. And I showed him my ID and I was like, fuck you, dude. Where are the drinks? <laughs> He's like, oh, there and, you are. Come on in. <laughs> and they auctioned off the shirts for like 60 bucks a piece. And I became friends with it. It was a very smart PR move, actually. No kidding. Work. Yeah. So yeah, California asshole. That's, that's, that's who I am. Wow. Wow. I would have been, we should have just cut to that one. Please welcome the California asshole. <laughs> that would have been We can dub that in. <laughs> <laughs> and so how did you and I meet? Was it from my... No, we met because I was searching for like East Coast talent for a show that I was going to shoot on the East Coast. And oh, I, was, I didn't even um, know about that. And I was pointed to Noel Hancock. Hancock. Um, and you guys ran in the same circle or mm-hmm. something? Do you know her? Does that name ring a bell? So. Okay. Um, and yeah, through Noel, I was directed to you. And sh- she's not as funny as you. <laughs> Well, I don't oh, think she listens yeah. anymore. Someone but hasn't lost funny. the touch. Oh, yeah. She's funny, but she got all legit and she started doing Standard. it. Um, and that's how I figured out who you were. And then I did a clip show for E yes, a while ago. E's most epic moments. Something like that. And I was like, I want Allison to be on the show. And, that's when we, and you had just moved back here, I think. That's right. Very long ride. Yes. That's the entire backstory of Greg and Allison. And wow. you also work on, tell them the other shows that you've done lately, if you want. I just finished Epic Meal Empire, which was, if you know what Epic Meal time yeah. is, does anyone mm-hmm. know what that is? I just finished a year of their TV show, the best TV show I ever made, and it's been canceled. Oh, Whoa. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, it has. Bummer. It's been canceled. Does everyone know that? No, I guess now. Yeah, the um, they're like repurposing it. They're going to do another show with Harley. <laughs> okay. I am not going to produce it. Oh, um, but yeah, I don't really. You know, we we got on the wrong network. We were on a network that didn't know what it was, and then it became a network for women, and we just weren't really a show for women, I guess. So I just did mm. that. I just shot a late night pilot for E with Michael Costa. Has he been on your show? No, he has not. Very funny comedian. Um, and now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. Classic television freelance yeah. scenario. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it will be a show with Allison. Yeah. That yeah. would be Exciting. awesome. Yes. I would be into that. And what are your thoughts on Gilmore Girls? I had to suffer quite a bit of Gilmore Girls with an ex-girlfriend. Yes. Um, I was telling you this before, that it was advertised to me as not what you think it is. <laughs> But it is exactly right. what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's the curveball exactly? Yeah, when you I'm not watch sure. it, you're like, no, that's what. That's exactly what I thought it was. It's that. It's not, you never want to be that guy who's like, that's a show for chicks. But that's a show for chicks. No, it really <laughs> yes. is. Yes. I, I yeah, wholeheartedly agree that chicks. it's very, you've got to really understand how a girl is thinking. Yeah. Do you? I think so. Don't you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What are you guys thinking? Does anybody understand that shit? Come on, seriously. Yeah. Um, it's not my cup of anything. I Coffee. don't want to drink whatever that is. Yeah, I'm not yeah. <laughs> But I did watch it sometimes. Do you miss being a, journal, a music journalist? Yes, I do. I miss it all the time. Do you? Because right now I do interviews for Bon Appetit. Right. And I have to admit, and I don't know why I have to admit it. It's not like it's some huge admission or anything. I must say, 
I was thinking today while I was walking the dog, since I shared my other thought that happened on the bike. This is while I was walking Wendy. I was thinking, I am loving being on deadline for a magazine again. But I think that if my schedule was so full of magazine deadlines that I was afraid I couldn't get everything done, then I wouldn't love it again. But just having like a very manageable load of magazine writing to do is really, I don't know, it makes me feel warm inside. I think because I did it for, you can relate, Dustin, because you did that too. Like I did it for so many years. It's just nice to sort of be back in that particular saddle again. I was, yeah, I was trying to play back in my head if I had a deadline like three weeks out for something easy, would I... Would that be satisfying to me? I guess so. I, but I, I will say it would have to be really easy, you know, like, right. well, because I mean, these are pretty th- fun yeah, and easy. And right. Rewarding. No offense. It's an, inter- you know, an interview is like a no, uh, a Q&A is always easier than a piece. It's a no stress deadline. Through. You yeah. schedule the interview, you transcribe what at like, a you know, a piece that, it, that requires research and you're not sure if you're going to find the right person or get the right, right quotes. Like, oh, like I, a trend story is much more difficult. Like, yeah. I'm not sure that I would be ready to sign up for that. That, that would cause me genuine anxiety yes. that I'm not sure I would f- find so warm and fuzzy. I, I do miss the intimacy of those interviews. You There's something about having a television crew surrounding you that's it's much harder to break the veneer of someone. Mm-hmm. But when, when you're just sitting there with a, a recorder between you, people get really intimate. I miss that. And I also miss working alone. Mm-hmm. I miss that part a lot of just like, mm-hmm. I'm just getting in my car, driving over to your house, and that's my work. I miss that quite a bit, actually. Right. Um, and I miss like partying. Like when I was a music journalist, (laughs) not that I don't do it in TV, but there was some, I definitely had some almost famous portions of my life for Mm -hmm. sure. And I miss that stuff. Yeah. But then you get old and you just can't keep doing that stuff because you'll die. You'll die anyway in television pretty soon, but you'll die like way sooner. In fact, I'm really, I would have died for sure. Yeah. Nice to well, meet you guys. I almost died as a music journalist. <laughs> there we go. Well, well, Prince, wasn't Prince trying to beat you to the punch. You might, right, you know, totally. it, the, the whole industry might die before you can so die true. in it. Allison, do you miss hustling for work? No. Yeah, that part sucks. Yes, yeah. that, um, you know, so I, I was on staff at magazines and then I went freelance. And my first year that I went freelance, I did better than I had. And then the second year was like, I was awful and was very difficult. And I mean, well, Jenna knows me what, and Dustin knows me at the, my last couple of years in New York, I was just nervous about money all the time. Um, now at that point I was trying to do, I was doing Alice Rose's new best friend as a Ustream show and, and I was pursuing television more. So I probably wasn't throwing all my energy into pitching stories. I know that I wasn't. Um, but I also you were working on a book too. And like entering, you oh, entered yeah. that uh, Ford Fiesta contest. Oh God! Like, you had you had your eggs all over the place. I did. I'm surprised you still have any left to extract. In fact, <laughs> I was just telling Daniel about this. I don't want to say where because I still feel shame about it. You were with me when I received one of the fastest rejections I ever received. Do you remember that? I no, there was a I must TV have show because I was part of that too. Or no, you're talking about something else. It was a TV show that was looking for freelancers to write jokes, and I sent in some jokes and like. Usually you don't hear anything for a while or you get an automated like, you know, we have received your thing. We will da da da. But instead I got an email like 45 minutes back thanking me for my submission and letting me know that they wouldn't be using me. It was was, was fairly deflating. Oh, that is life. That's tough. Yep. Yep. So I don't miss that hustle at all. Although theoretically I'm back in the hustle now. Although I'm. I'm, It's a different kind of hustle though. I don't miss getting up every morning and calling people in New York and being like. 
Uncle Cracker is putting out a limited edition cassette next week. You know, I don't miss any of that stuff. <laughs> no, and that felt like such a crapshoot. Like, weird reference. Sorry, I'm mean, <laughs> No, I it was trying good. To, like, Uncle think Cracker of songs would never I do could... anything like that. <laughs> He's not a record store day guy. He's but Uncle it, Cracker. It was weird trying to pitch. Re- I mean, I remember pitching live reviews to Village Voice and being like, so-and-so is playing at Bowery Ballroom. You know, want a review? And they actually, I did do some live reviews for them, but there's... I never understood how they decided who to say yes to because it's like you're not you're not pitching it's not like I have access to this band and I know something that no one else knows and that's why I should write it you're just saying hey I want to go to this show and write about it right. and you know my work but but I think that the people that really get ahead in that whole journalism hustle are the ones who have inside information which I never really had right and also the ones who are willing to be poor forever. Or yeah. just the yeah. ones who are persistent. I mean, I feel like it, you learn like being on both sides of it. It's, yes. not, it's not the quality of your pitch most often. I mean, if you have an amazing pitch, maybe. But right. usually it's, it's just like, it's how desperate is the editor on the other end? And you have no way of knowing what their desperation level is. So totally. if, you just, like, if you just sent a pitch a day, like whichever one landed on the editor's desk when they were most desperate, they would just be like, yeah, go with this. And it would probably be your crappiest pitch that you sent in. Well, do you remember on Twitter recently there was this hashtag advice to young journalists? You wouldn't know because you're not on Twitter. No. He he works. Just, in don't the waste internet. your time with Twitter. Don't advice do t- tip number one. <laughs> I don't. I think it might have been a joke, or I saw people making a joke out of it. But I was thinking weeks after, so I didn't chime in. That my actual earnest advice to a young journalist, and I don't know if this if there are any anymore these days. So if I was going back fifteen years or something, would have been don't try to network with other writers network with editors because when you're I as a writer I would try to meet with other writers and then like try to get leads or something which is essentially like asking someone to borrow money mm-hmm. there's a so finite true. number of resources yeah. so true, yeah. and it never occurred to me no I should be meeting with editors those are the people who will contract with the writers also right. there's something in my eye yeah although writers often become <laughs> editors and editors become writers so it, it's not like a, ter- true. a terrible thing but you shouldn't and I, and I used to do this game. yeah I mean I think I feel like we all did this where it's like you go to other writers and you'd be like hey I'll brother out and it's like we all help each other and it's like no there's no community here it's like we're we're drinking together because we have the same random schedules and the same like you know gnawing fear in our <laughs> stomachs you know like right. we're, not, we're not like you know trying to like lift each other up uh, in some communal way no i remember getting assigned a story from a men's magazine um and then finding out someone that i thought was a friend of mine had called up the editor we were all friends and like bitched him out for assigning it to me because he's like but you know that i need money and then my my friend who assigned it to me was like it's not my problem that all your all your money's going up your nose and i was like well <laughs> thank god i don't have a drug problem Okay, that was an awkward thing for me to throw in there right now, and now I'm sorry that I did it. But speaking of jobs, here's something I know well. This whole, you know, feeling out of work, being out of work, needing to get a job. How do you get a job? Wanting to use the internet. That's why I want to tell you guys about ZipRecruiter with ZipRecruiter. 
com. You can search jobs from hundreds of job boards in one place for free. So say goodbye to that thing where you're on a whole bunch of different job boards. ZipRecruiter aggregates all of it. So it's just one board that you go to, but it pulls in the jobs from all those other boards. So it makes it so much simpler because you can just go to ZipRecruiter.com. You see all the jobs from hundreds of different job boards in one place. It's free. Uh, something that I think is one of the coolest things about ZipRecruiter is you can just apply with one click. So it's not a whole rigmarole. You apply with just one click to the jobs you want right from ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. So finding a job is super fast. Applying for a job is super fast. Again, I'm so in love with one click technology. Um, You get daily personalized jobs for free thanks to ZipRecruiter's intelligent job matching. And um, it's really cool. You can see the status of the jobs you applied to. So you see if it's open or closed. Which, by the way, would have been so useful for us to all know back in the day. So it's like so frequently you apply for a job and they've already filled it. And back in the old days, there was no way to know. But here you can just see it. It'll say open or closed. And it also tells you the number of other applicants. Again, information that you would have had to know someone on the inside to get back in the day. So uh, you guys can... Be one of the people that applies to millions of jobs they found on ZipRecruiter. And if you guys do it, let me know how it works for you because I think um, I think it will really help out your job search. So go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Allison to search for jobs for free now. With ZipRecruiter, you're just a few clicks away from getting hired. Search jobs for free and grab that great job before someone else near you does. ZipRecruiter.com slash Allison. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Allison. Okay. Let's do just me or everyone. Let's have Greg sit in, but I want Jeff to be able to chime in as well. So we're just going to have to do some mic sharing. And here we go. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Dulcica17 says... Just me or everyone, after watching a lot of crime TV shows, I notice a lot more shady characters out and about. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I felt that way, but I know that when I watched a lot of Law & Order SVU, that definitely colored my view of New York and for, of crime. For me, it's a different thing. And I'm like, um, my recent uh, like binge watching of crime shows tends to be forensic files. So it could be the <laughs> particulars of the show. I believe I've addressed this before. Yes. yes. <laughs> but uh but i notice like evidence everywhere yeah i'm just like yes. i'm just looking around and i'm just like oh there's hairs in the carpet fiber you know like, <laughs> like, it's or it's like or i just imagine like if i tried to commit a crime or even if i didn't try to commit a crime but it's like if i tried to cover up who had the last bowl of cereal it's like they they know because the dna is there you walk into someone's house and you're like, do you mind if i spray some luminol in your bedroom i just want to make sure there aren't too many blood splatterings on your wall <laughs> I think for me, it's it's more of I'm just really amped up. I'm more suspicious, and I'm much more creative in the scenarios that I can come up with just being alone or watching someone from a dislike. I bet, and then I can think of these like really ridiculous things, but it's not healthy for me <laughs> personally. Yes. Yeah. Well, Daniel, you're playing some kind of gory video game currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it effect? Do you see... That's right. I, Nazi zombies everywhere. I, yeah, futuristic Nazis everywhere. Yeah, playing Wolfenstein, New Order, or the New Order or something. It's pretty exciting. Now, when I came in earlier today, you're like, mm-hmm. 
it's a concentration camp. It's pretty grisly. And well, I, said, I was warning you. I know. And yeah. I said, has it been liberated? No. Did I, say, did I say, has it been liberated? Is that what I said? I was in the process of yes. liberating it. <laughs> it's Thank a video you. game set inside of a oh, concentration crazy. camp. So the, the, the concept of the game is that the, during World War II, the Nazis, I guess, came across some technology that turned the tide of the war in their favor. And it's like, you know, big, huge robot type shit. And yeah, like, like really crazy futuristic technology. And so now cut to 19, whatever year it is, 60, I don't know. And the whole world has been taken over by the Nazis. And so you're part of this resistance and you're trying to, so you, at one point. Are there just no living Jews? There are some, but not very many. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty grim. It's uh, Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of bizarre. Or you there's get like, a good sandwich in this game. Yeah, <laughs> It'd be impossible. It's funny. There's there's like um, dog food that you have to eat sometimes in the game in order to get health. It's it's a weird game. But you, um, at one point, you have to go undercover in a concentration camp, and so that's sort of where I am. Not to spoil it for anybody who's. But is there are there a lot of atrocities and things that mm-hmm. you came across? Yeah, it's pretty grisly. Oh, because I didn't see anything thankfully. And it's like real over the top sci fi type. Versions of not that, that Nazi. understated horror of the no, real Holocaust. it's like <laughs> no, actually, it's it's worse. Like How? It, it's, because it's it's like a fantasy of it's weird. It's like there's a, there's this part early in the game where they have these these metal things that come down from the ceiling and they're like impaling people on their backs and lifting them. Yeah, it's like real over the top gore. It's it's pretty fun. Yikes. Has, has the ADL ever played this game? I'm just curious. Like, well, you're killing good. Nazis, so. Oh, it's, you're killing them. Yeah, yeah. You're okay, not I guess a Nazi. that's good. You're an American. You're right. a big, bad American who's come to liberate Europe. What's the game called? Wolfenstein. Of course, Stein is the hunter, right? Yeah, go. of course. That, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that reminds me randomly of um, another obsession of mine before Forensic Files, which is the uh, National Baby Names Database. Uh, Related. I don't, I don't know if you guys have looked into this since mm-hmm. you were, you know, um, trying, but... Um, no, it's, you see, I, that's like carrying a condom with you on the first date or something. <laughs> is this, we're going to jinx it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So anyway, you can, so you can look up uh, baby names and you can see, like, their popularity over the years and you mm-hmm. see these, like, fascinating Adolf. trends and then it's like, it's stra- it sounds like the stupidest thing ever, but it's so ridiculously addictive. Like, if you all went there, like... After the show, you would spend an hour. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. And you start like thinking, like, "Oh, what's a name that I can think of?" And like, let me guess what happened at a certain point in time. Like, you look at Brittany, and when she shaved her head, it's like you know, like it plummets. Like, but in it like ninety nine, Rory like, goes up and Lorelai. Yeah, like yeah, yeah totally. I but like so I looked, I looked up Adolf on this thing, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like. Psh- 1945. That's that's all she wrote. Like you know, it's, right. you cannot be an Adolf in like 1947. <laughs> that is not the case at all. Uh, it, I mean, it's not like it spikes or anything, mm-hmm. but it's like you look at the popularity of the name Adolf, and it's basically like unchanged. Like it was kind of it kind of like is floating down in popularity by the 40s. It's already a little passe, I guess, but it just like it just continues to kind of drift down. There's not like this dramatic kink of like people hmm. being horrified or associating it with this negative thing and you realize holy crap most Americans were anti-Semitic bastards and they really did not give a crap like they wanted they wanted to win the war so that they could bring the boys home and like get their chocolate rations back it had nothing to yeah, do with the Jews, the Jews or defending the Jews and like finding out about the Holocaust and that they rescued the Jews really made no impression on any I mean it's just like 
I mean, granted, that's one indication, but I think it's a pretty, you know, meanwhile, like, I mean, seriously, Brittany shaves her head and they're like, whoa, I got to stay away from that. You know, but Adolf Hitler, you know, like commits genocide. And it's like, well, I mean, my kid can still rock that. (laughs) Well, the thing is, once you name your kid Adolf, then that's the only Adolf you're going to think of. Yeah, but you think people would want he to avoid that. He is the dominant that. Adolf, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, I've never met anyone named Adolf. Me neither. I've only met uh, Latinos, so Adolfo. In, in oh, right. Yeah. Adolfo oh, Guzman Lopez. I know a lot of Adolfos, <laughs> but I don't know any Adolfs in English. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I know Adolfos too, and their name yeah. is Adolf, and I yeah. never yeah. pointed that out. Yeah, you don't really translate it, and then you're like, yeah. hey, wait a minute. Who's your parents? <laughs> how, did, how did the yeah. name Hirohito do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, same thing, right? <laughs> Mussolini. Mangalay? Yeah. Are there any kids yeah, named Mangalay? Is, is that one blown up? <laughs> this is our son, Mangalay. <laughs> oh, what's going oh, on? Wendy has Someone a bottle. Hold on a second. Okay. Um, Johnny Primo says... <laughs> is that the actual her? I live for the moment when my phone is fully charged so I can unplug it and roll to the other side of my bed. Yes, I have the thing where my the phone charging cord is really short. So I can't even, if I'm in bed on my side of the bed, I can't really look at my phone. I have to be like sort of leaning over onto my nightstand because it just lifts a couple inches off the nightstand. And I think I do own a much longer cord and I could put the adapter on it. And why don't I just do that? I don't know. That's what I do. It's smart. You've got someone with the solution right on the other side of the bed. Could I borrow that? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Can I say something here as a fan of this show? Yes. I'd like to make a comment. There's sometimes that just, I'd like to make a comment, Allison. There are sometimes when I'm listening to that this segment, mm-hmm. and I want you to sometimes say it's just you. Is that weird? No. Sometimes at the end no. of it, where I'm like, I don't think she answered the question. Greg, yeah? that's just you. Is it? Oh! <laughs> that's a producer talking. Yes, we did not. That was not pre-rehearsed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I want you to go. You know what, dude? It's just you. Like, do you want it to be? Sorry, still something. Like, in my you want mind. a verdict? Beginning to yeah, like, at I the like, end of it, it's like I want a verdict. It's everyone, or right. it's just you. But do you want it the verdict, or do you want me to say it's just you when it's just you? Isn't that the same thing? No, because I could say it's everyone. I just want you to rule one oh, way or okay. the other. I'll try to do Sometimes that. Sometimes I now want. On. To, does anybody else feel that way? Yeah. I get else it. Who's on yeah, the show give are, us your and especially when it's like, no, that's definitely just yeah. I would say most of them kind of are like. It's not just me or everyone. It's some people. Well, we'll figure it so out. So it's tough. <laughs> it's not everyone. You know what? Daniel, don't bring your moral relativism in here and your, <laughs> and your like, weird fa- sci-fi Nazi games. Yeah. Like, who- I'm, in that, I'm in that headspace, man. J-Mos and Bobos says, When I get new clothes, I like to get one perfect wear out of them before I wash them. Hashtag probably not hygienic. Okay. I will address that in a second, but... Today, we put new sheets on our bed, and I wondered, should I wash them before putting them on the bed? But instead, I went straight onto the bed with these new sheets. Where are you guys with this? I guess I have to be okay with it. (laughs) 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 So, I don't know. Like, if they've been used, I wouldn't be okay with it? No, they're new sheets. Yeah, so... I don't think it matters. They're clean. They don't matter. I mean, sometimes people like to wash them just because they feel like they're maybe softer or, like, worn in. Right. But... I don't but think it's like unhygienic. I do that with everything but underwear, because sometimes like the the ink can leak or whatever, and like it can like if you sweat through them or whatever. I've heard that like it stains, like like I've heard the what was it, uh, 
I had a friend whose wife stained, like her purse got stained because yeah. she wore a new shirt without washing it. So it stained like a really expensive if, purse. If it's cheap clothing, yeah. and then the di- you have to assume that the it's probably not dyed very well. Right. And I so see. the colors will bleed. And yeah, and I stained should, my purse and I was like, what is this? I'm out of here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I understand the question. Is this person saying that they wash new clothing? <laughs> yes. 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 That's just wearing. you, right? Nobody does anybody. I, you do I don't do that. No, I only do that with underwear first, and then I wash it. Yeah, wear like, it then. You wash buy it. I'll wear it. You take it home. You wash, wash them, it before and wearing. Then you wear them. Wa- yeah, I don't do that. I've never because done maybe that. they're dirty at the store. I or feel people like tried I usually them do on. wash. If which, you like, you go to the store and you buy a shirt. You're like, gotta. I want to wear this tomorrow, so I have to wash it. Yeah, that's what they're saying. I feel like it depends, but I definitely have washed things before I've worn them. What about towels? All towels in our house are washed before they are used. Yeah. Is that yeah. because your wife does that or you do that? 100% because my wife does it. <laughs> I don't wash anything even after I use it. That's what I'm realizing. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, that's not true. I wash underwear and socks after one use always. Yes. Yes. When I can. But <laughs> socks always. That, that reminds me of an amazing time. Think I, about it. I only, Wait for it. I only adopted that policy. Like, I probably shouldn't even give an age because it'll just like my girlfriend who will listen to this will just like not talk to me for two weeks when she did. but it's it was sometime in my mid-twenties <laughs> I remember in college like like having a pile of underwear and just being like ah <laughs> Nothing much happened today. Just turn them inside out. <laughs> you know? No, I would just be like, what? I was just I was just walking around. What, I mean, what's there to worry about? I got two or three more wares in them. And I have no idea how I decided when it was just like, oh, yeah, these are ready. Uh, but mm, uh, but somehow you. there was a system of, yeah, of just like, oh, okay, well, it's, it's time to put these in the laundry. Meanwhile, college for me was the first time that I was doing laundry on my own. And I like got really into it and I ruined so many things by washing them because I was just like, I've got to wash everything because I'm so good at it. (laughs) And then I shrunk stuff and the colors. It's amazing how long it took me to figure that stuff out too. Yeah. I remember getting yelled at by my stepmom because I just ran the washing machine and she had some sweater in there that shrunk and she it was like one of those TV shows where they hold it up and it's like now (laughs) the size, like a little baby sweater. (laughs) Well, it's so amazing how like that. Once you have your system down, uh, you're like you're so slow to let go of, or like yeah. assume that anyone else can. Because my girlfriend and I are actually going through this right now, where it's kind of like a Mexican a Mexican standoff as like like who's going to be the first to let the other person wash the other's clothes. Like we both assume that the other just like can't understand the opposite gender's garments, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure we both wash them at some point in our lives. Uh, but it, it's like, I'm like, I, you, you couldn't, my shirts, they just, they have their own, you know, personality. And, yeah. you, know, yeah. you don't know if uh, like, uh, you know, uh, if Stiff's like needs his collar, you know, just rubbed a little extra this time. I mean, it's like you just got to, you know, you got to get to know him first. And it's like she feels exactly the same way with her stuff. And it's totally silly because they're just, you know, they're close. And you either dry them or you don't. <laughs> How does it work with you and your wife in laundry? Oh, God, I can't believe I've been on this show for like 18 seconds and it's turning into everybody loves Raymond. But <laughs> she is very particular about her laundry, that woman is. <laughs> and uh, I don't go anywhere near doing it. Everything has a specific cycle mm-hmm. and nothing is ever put in a dryer. So there are these like giant collapsible mm. wire racks that yeah. populate mm-hmm. our 
living room at all but times. But how are you not particular? You're saying that as though you're not particular about your stuff. I'd like to be very honest with you. I put everything in the washing machine on cold because I know Thank that's you. safe. Thank and you. And then as soon as it's done, I dump it in the dryer on hot. Yep. Just that's get it, it. done because it gets it. dry faster. Yeah. Boom. And then I'm back to what I want to do. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like of all the yeah. things I want to do in my life, laundry is like number 300. Yep. But I don't, go, <laughs> I don't wash towels, sheets, or anything belonging to my wife. Ever. Yeah. Because there That's is a, a system. I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand how to care. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, women usually have undergarments and things that need hand washing or just have more delicate materials than guys. Guys just wear all cotton and for the most part and just throw it in there. So that's why. There have been times that I've let my stuff get into your stuff. And it always mm-hmm. comes out folded all neat because you do that. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. But I still try to keep mine separate because do you, you do, you dry on mm-hmm. a higher temperature and you wash on a higher temperature. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I can't handle I don't that. wash on, I'll, I'll do cold or. I tend to wash most stuff on warm actually. So I guess I'm wrong. I, the only thing I, I wash hot are whites. Okay. This is great, Pod. Sexy laundry talk. <laughs> my uh, my old girlfriend used to work when she was younger at a um, at like a clothing store at the mall. So when she would do the laundry, it was so great. She would fold it and then it would like whatever it was, the t-shirts, whatever. It was in this perfect pile. Like oh like yeah, the gap. I love that. it was like you walked into the game and it was unbelievable. And you know, she I wanted to have it out on display. Like I was, don't put that away. Let's put that on shelves where people can see it. That will really move some product. Right, and then put the extras in shelves below that people have to pull out. Exactly. I mean, in drawers below where all the extra <laughs> stuff is. You know, while I was at the fertility clinic today, I was, something I do to pass the time. I'm jumping around. I realize because my appointment was at nine fifteen, but I didn't get seen by a doctor till like ten. 45. Ooh. It was the longest I've ever waited there, and I always wait a long time. But I always look at people's ring fingers there for some reason, just because <laughs> I like to look at rings, I guess, from back when we were choosing my ring. Um, and so that's one of the things I do. And then I notice, like today, there's they have a lot of bags of tea there. Have you ever seen anyone drink tea there? I well, figure these bags of tea are from like 1984. <laughs> but I've never seen anyone drink anything there. Okay. So, I don't yeah, I didn't realize that there was even a choice of right. tea. Yeah. They have all these tea bags in this little tea organizer, which looks like it hasn't been touched in a long time. Mm-hmm. Today, so many they people were tea. drinking mugs of tea. I feel like there it's because go. one it was, person decided to drink tea and they're like, Oh, we can do this. Maybe. It was weird. I feel like they need that push. Yeah. Anyway though. I was thinking about I'm gonna try to articulate this and try not to have it be like this all over the place thought but I was thinking that for so much of my life the big question was who will I end up with and I really defined myself and my identity was I am this single person and I'm dating but I'm single and so much of the thrust of my my focus was dating and things not working out and and then I realized that if I put all this energy into you know relationships it's diminishing returns and I need to focus on other things in my life and then when I did that that's actually when I met Daniel um, and things kind of worked out but it's still every now and then it's weird to me to think that thing that was this driving question of my life for so long um, of who will I end up with like that now I know and that's not a it's you congratulations yeah Um, what does this have to do with laundry (laughs) nothing (laughs) nothing Um, (laughs) But 
it's just weird to be in a different phase of life now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking that like everyone at the fertility clinic, that question of will it work out with this person? And, and then he said this, and then I said this, and what should I do? Like they probably don't hear a lot of that chatter at the fertility clinic. Right. Now, Cause they're in like phase two of life's problems, which is the whole trying to get pregnant thing, which you, usually when you're single, you don't realize is going to be a huge problem. I think unless right. you happen to have a lot of friends who are dealing with it. I didn't realize it was going to be a problem. But it's just weird that that all that single-person chatter is probably not... Like, this is not the room where there's that kind of chatter. Right. And also, this, this is not a podcast where there's that kind of chatter anymore. That's where I was going with all of this. Because I'm realizing that now we're talking to Greg, and we're talking about asking about his wife and stuff. And so Jeff... Well, and Dustin, except you're in a relationship. We need you to represent the single person. Like oh, now, single listeners, oh, single <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I mean, just in general. Yeah, Jeff, tell us a story about like, like getting drunk on? and banging some chicks, man. I, I promise you, I will be the voice of the single, crazy cat owning <laughs> male listener. Soup eating, salad eating. <laughs> yes, I feel like is soup that... mixing, salad making. Right. Yeah, All we right. need like a crazy single person that we, we can do. call. Be like, tell us stories. What's it like out there? Well, Allison, I will point out you still are new enough in this new phase that you haven't reached the next phase, which is uh, completely trivializing uh, all single person issues as like <laughs> com- as like not important and, yeah. and, and like to- and like self absorbed, and you know you can't believe that people even have those conversations because they don't realize the you know the real meaningful issues that you have to tackle in life like creating life and caring for it and you know you're right i'm not that person yet yeah no. but i th- i think the fact that you referred to it as single chatter it shows me that there that's a glimmer <laughs> of hope a it, it showed me kind of the door that you're gonna walk through to get there i was oh, just no. having that talk with a friend of mine who has kids about that's the next level of perspective and I was on the phone with her. She has three kids under the age of two. This woman. And I Are was talking to her. Twins? What? Um, one of them is adopted. She okay. adopted a kid. And as soon as she adopted, she found she was pregnant. Whoa. But I was talking to her about bringing pizzas over to her house. And I was like, yeah, we got th- three pizzas. What do you want on the pizzas? Maybe we'll get a half of something. And she was like, I have three kids. Will you just bring the damn pizzas over? <laughs> yes. And you realize like, oh, okay. I, I like, don't have any kids so I can obsess what's on half my pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Jbo's and Bobo's also says, "I hate people who look good in a bathrobe." Hashtag, I look like Big Hero Six. Secretly <laughs> envious. <laughs> okay, I don't actually know what Big Hero Six looks like. That was the Disney movie that with the white. Like that chick in a bathrobe, big oh, okay. white blonde. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, bathrobes are harder than you'd think to pull off. People they on are. television look so good in them. Mm-hmm. I, know. I think you have to be really lithe. To mm-hmm. look good in a bathrobe. Although I will still wear one in a hotel room. I have a robe I like to wear every once in a while. But yeah, they're not like, I'm not like, hello. <laughs> it's more like, this is super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. They add bulk. <laughs> yeah. Just getting Lo- the paper. Yeah, that's usually. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I just need to like cover up because there's a window. So right. that's what the robe's for, you know. And who was it that was on the show recently that he said he had a rule that clothing how good it looks is inversely proportional to how comfortable it is. Was that Dave Hill? Dave that Hill. was Dave Hill. I think he's on the money with this. Yes. Yeah. Woodloaf says, oh, wait, so that's everyone now that we're going to give a verdict. Oh. That's everyone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Woodloaf, that's the aforementioned Jason Dix, says, whenever I watch a series of TV shows or movies that is still in... Yeah. 
whenever I watch a series of TV shows or movies that is still in progress, I always worry that the older actors will die. Um, I sometimes wonder, are they still alive? But I he don't means that they are still they're still producing new episodes. Yes. Yeah. I've never really thought about it. I don't worry about that. Well, you yeah. know they're still alive if they're still producing new episodes. Yeah, but like, what if they die? But like, Homeland. Show? Yeah. But, but is this guy yeah. saying because there won't be any more shows, or because he doesn't want a human to stop living? I think it's the latter. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, then I think that's pretty normal, actually, right? Well, yeah. I think I think it's I have everybody- that that with like uh, Game of Thrones or something where the story won't be completed without like if it's if it's like an actor or a creator that's in, that's in, yeah that that is integral then it's uh then it's something i might worry about if i'm really into it jeff i never ever think of that all right i think this is somewhere in between just you or everyone and that i think that everyone is worried about old people dying but just yeah. you wrote in about it <laughs> all right and then we have a no way just me love asparagus can't wait to pee um i kind of enjoy asparagus pee i just enjoy that it i mean it's disgusting but like i the best but i also find my own farts hilarious the best is is a surprise asparagus pee when you don't realize that you ate asparagus and you're like hang on oh i definitely ate it and when did that happen and it turns around really fast so that's my thing i it's almost instantaneous and then the smell is always worse than you remember like yes even when you're expecting it you're going oh this is gonna stink this is gonna stink and you smell you're like Wow. wow, I don't remember smelling this bad. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 Early mm-hmm. on the Adam Carolla show, I was like, send me into the bathroom with a mic and let's time it. Which mic? <laughs> That's funny because there were like... <laughs> there were like five mics. Allison, yeah. why'd they have to record the sound of it coming out of your body to prove that it was asparagus pee? Why couldn't you just say it just took 10 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> Because huh. she has to have the mic with her. Come I hadn't on. thought about that. Because it's more exciting. Because it's a well, show. I it's a to show. capture me sniffing it. <laughs> and no one ever took me up on it. No. Anyway. They weren't into it. But coffee that, pee versus asparagus pee. Do you have a preference? Well, you know, coffee pee is a thing I only recently learned about in a conversation about asparagus pee. I don't know that I've had coffee pee. Coffee pee oh, is when I your have, pee but, smells like coffee. Yeah. But it's, not, it's definitely not as consistent as asparagus pee. That would... Well, I don't. I don't think it'd be any more interesting. But it's like you could, <laughs> you you could test different coffees and and try and figure out: is it dark roast? Is it latte? Is it whatever? <laughs> the, the, like, do you have to have two cups? Yeah, because <coughs> it's definitely not all the time. There are better uses of your time, <laughs> Daniel. You don't know my life. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, maybe not. So, when do you find you have coffee pee? If I'd solved it, would I be talking about the experiment I need to set up? I feel like I'm about to just me or everyone, but every time I drink coffee, I have coffee pee. Really? I don't have that. Do you drink it black? It's just you. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe it becomes more acidic or something. There is is a a quality to the pee. I drink so much coffee, maybe all my pee is coffee pee. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually having a real just me or everyone moment at this table see, right see now. See what I happens? Feel yeah. really, Do you see? You feel really alone when it's just you. Oh, I don't want you to you feel mean, that you way. You feel super alone. Like, I actually feel a little weird. You think you're no, going to cry a little bit. Don't. <laughs> every morning I have a cup of coffee and like an hour later my pee smells like the coffee every day. Jeff? 
I have never experienced that. I I, Don't I would like that. Greg, people are tweeting at you right now. Yeah, they'll make you feel better. Well, not right now, but on Thursday right yes. now, saying you, like it's all that good. they have. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's that special urine roast that you've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> but really, like I said, I hear about coffee pee a lot in relation to asparagus pee. So it's not just you, but I think it is more rare. At this table, it's just me. And yeah, I, it yeah. seems that it is. Yeah. Wow. All right. What, what, is there another one there? <laughs> <laughs> the Brenda Burke says, air drum the drum solo at the end of Jeopardy when credits roll. Also, love the ding when final Jeopardy clues revealed. No, I don't do that. No. But um, no. I do love Jeopardy. But I love I your enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> I love Jeopardy. Um, I never knew. The, is there a drum, the drum solo? Yeah, there I must know. be a drum solo at the end of Jeopardy, but I cannot... I could hum Actually, the whole no, goddamn theme, but I couldn't yeah. tell you what the drum like, solo is. Uh, and then it goes, and it goes on for about five yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's like almost a little in the air tonight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know who wrote it? Mm. Who's it? Who? Merv Griffin wrote that song. Wow. Oh, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. No. True story. Yeah, it's true. It happened. Well, so is that just her? Greg, it's also oh, just yeah, you who heard it. Yeah, I think that's just her song. I hate to point it out, but... This is like the saddest night of my entire life. <laughs> right. How was your time on Allison's show? I felt really alone there. That's super weird. The opposite of what I would ever want. <laughs> She's not really my new best friend. <laughs> Speaking of coffee and mm-hmm. Trader Joe's, which we talk about frequently, um, I bought some of that cold brew, super concentrated coffee have yeah. you guys seen that there? Like I have. You mix one part. Yeah, you've seen it in our refrigerator. Yeah. And also at Trader Joe's. You mix one part coffee with two parts water or milk and make iced coffee, but it says you can also heat it up. So I'm running out of K-cups uh, of the kind of coffee I like. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to try heating up this cold brew uh, coffee. And that work I'll have out? that. It was the most disgusting thing <laughs> I've ever had. Really? I did not enjoy it at all. I don't huh. know what was... It was like... I ended up pouring it back into because I put um, you know milk and sweetener in it and stuff before. Yes, hmm. and I ended up pouring it into a thing and put it in the refrigerator because I'm like, this will be good iced coffee tomorrow. But it, I don't know. I like tried because I wanted to to I wanted the caffeine, so I tried to swallow a few sips. I was like, I cannot get yeah. this down. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It t- it it was it had that taste that coffee sometimes get if you gets if you put it in the microwave. Also, I feel like sometimes Italian restaurants. Hmm. It tastes like Italian coffee. Could could it taste like mm-hmm. how coffee tastes when you put it in the microwave um, because you put it in the microwave? <laughs> yes, but it was like that times 100. <laughs> Just, see, uh, Daniel? See? <laughs> Excellent forensics. Yeah, I don't know. All right. And finally, I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't, unless you don't you like, sh- you're saying you don't like coffee when it's in the microwave. No, but normal, but this was more and than so that. You put it in this was extra icky. Yeah. But there is a specific taste that coffee sometimes has at Italian restaurants. I'm wondering if it's like when it's percolated. I don't, if, I don't, I don't know what it is, but hmm. not all know. Italian restaurants have this particular flavor of coffee. And there would be certain days where I wouldn't mind it. But I didn't love I it. I had it even cold. I didn't think it was spectacular. Did it taste like coffee that had been in the microwave but that got cold? No, because I didn't put it in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. I feel like there's something you should play, Jeff. Yeah, so. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that. 
You can eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a big old bag of dicks, eat a bag of dicks, eat a bag of, eat a bag of, eat a bag of dicks. Hey. You know that uh, you mentioned that there's a site where you can send someone a bag of dicks. People have been tweeting me all sorts of things. There's all these services where you can send people uh, bags of edible dicks. Yeah, they did. They uh, (laughs) one of them was on at midnight uh, last night. It's, yeah, they're, oh, really? they were they were like gummy dicks, and you can send a note or no. That's hilarious. Uh, you send a note with it, being like, "Enjoy the dicks." <laughs> I got sent glitter. I came home two weeks ago, and my wife goes, "There's an envelope here for you, and I'm positive it has anthrax in it. Do not open it. <laughs> oh my god, do not open it." And I was like, "Whatever." And I took it into the kitchen, and it and I opened it, and glitter flew all over our kitchen. Oh my god! And stuck to Dude. everything. It's still was this there. someone who hates you? No, it was the. It's Michael Costa, if you're listening, who hosts the show that I just did, <laughs> and he actually told me that he paid extra to get it sent and handwritten from a PO box. So it looked like creepy? they'll send it from HQ oh for ten gosh. bucks, but for twenty bucks Whoa. they'll send it from a PO box and handwrite the envelope <laughs> to make it look scary. And yeah, say, to make it look scary and, and have it say "Not Anthrax" right. inside. And I, I kid you not, glitter is all over, still all over many of the things oh in our God. kitchen. It's a nightmare. Oh Wait, what made your wife think it was anthrax? <laughs> Intelligence. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anybody looking at this envelope would have been like, call the cops. Yeah. It was yeah. a creepy envelope. It just looked like anthrax. Beverly was spelled with an extra E. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How does this company still exist? I feel like people yeah. probably would call the cops all the time and the right. cops would figure out like, oh, it's a stupid prank company. We're going to arrest them all for like... Yeah, creepy. Can I tell a quick... Uh, so I'm worried about Wendy. Um, we went on this walk the other day, and I think she had something in her... I think she had something in her mouth, and I, I kneeled down to pick it out of her mouth, and her breath smelled like rotten garbage. <laughs> and I don't know. I've been really worried about her health. And She's my snuggleberries. So, so then... What... I feel like you didn't set this story up I know, in the I best it. way. Um, so anyway. So I stood up and Allison, is. I told her this and was, she's doubled no, no, over. What happened is you bent. We're, we're, on, we're on our walk, <laughs> moving forward at a fine clip. So I figure there's no way we're going to be backing up. So anyway, Daniel <laughs> leans down. To fish something out of her mouth. And, 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 and just in such a natural breathing. way, he goes, oh, Run garbage breath, and then he stands up. <laughs> Wendy, we noticed Wendy never has bad breath. In fact, we like compared to Oliver who did. Wendy's breath is always very clean. So anyway, he stands up, and then I'm like doubled over laughing, and I'm like, that might not have better breath. <laughs> and then I was like, move, keep moving, keep moving. You let me kneel down right into the most rancid <laughs> odor. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't notice because you were outside. It was the worst. And then I couldn't stop laughing because I think my farts are the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. There was no sound. That's the thing. Hot garbage, though. What a compliment. But then they would like, we were walking and we were walking at a fairly... I should have known. That's what I smelled in the office. So bad. Yeah, because... It was really... It was really... I'm like a... I, I don't know. I need to go to one of those uh, shelters for battered spouses or something. <laughs> D- Daniel, would you say Allison's farts have a particular signature? 
<laughs> like, could you recognize one if you had like a jar with multiple farts? In it? I could definitely you know recognize this one. Yeah, it was like <laughs> rotten vegetables, or like you know when, um, yeah, like when broccoli is spoiled. <laughs> These yeah, were special awful. farts. These were special. They I would like follow you, like we were walking, and then you'd pick up the pace, <laughs> and then I would smell it, like you had farted like fifteen feet ago, and it and it like caught us. I know. Us I was like, I can't outrun it. I was like, I thought, I thought it was, it was like behind heat us, but it, No, I know. I'm like, it's it's getting trapped in my coat. Like, are you farting like nanobots that are? Um, my wife does this thing too. Oh, I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm so sorry. Um, she's a psychologist, <laughs> by the way. She'll do this thing sometimes where when I greet her at the door, she rushes in like it's like we're on, on stage on Broadway. You know, how people like dramatically rush into yeah. a house. She'll do that, and then I'll stand by the door for a second. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what's happening. You just want to get in the house real fast. Yeah, but it follows. It follows. Well, yeah. I didn't realize how much it followed. I think it's like you create a backdraft or something. Thing. I look back I, in that in that character from Ghostbusters that eats all the food. Slime. Slimer. Yeah. You have yeah. to you have to pat it out sometimes. It gets caught in your jeans. I get yeah. Well that's well, the I thing. You were wearing the back of my- that's the thing. You were wearing a, a big heavy coat and I think it was getting caught in there and being pushed pushed forward. <laughs> right. So it was like preceding us. It was right. like waiting. Oh it was waiting for us to arrive. Um, but and you need a little like fart release valve. I invented that. I invented a it's like a ventilation for your underwear. It's like a tube that hooks up to you with a fan that you can like put out the window. But Allison won't use it. Yeah, you you it, this is the idea. It's like the thing that your dryer has. Yeah. Basically, right? But yeah. it's connected to your butthole. For her. <laughs> right, okay. And Allison, why won't you use it? I'm curious. Could this just be an enema hose so it's like dual purpose? Well, no, it won't stick in there. It just it just creates a vacuum seal so around bad. a vacuum oh seal around like the butt. You walk by someone, it's like, oh, someone's doing laundry. Oh my god! Um, All the steam coming out of the, the ventilator. The vent. The thing is, you always know when I farted too because I back can't. into the. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say because I can't stop laughing. Oh yeah, you yeah. It's I'm hilarious like a, to like you. a three year old. You couldn't catch your breath after I stood up. I knew what had happened because you couldn't catch your breath for five minutes. Can I add something here? I know I'm talking way too much for a guest. No, I'm no, sorry. You're Is not. a guest allowed to talk this much? Yes. As soon as I leave, Absolutely. they're going to be like, fucking, you shut up. No. But uh, my second favorite part of the story, by the way, was at the very beginning, you said the most awesome Jewish grandmother thing ever. We were on our walk. <laughs> <laughs> we were on our walk. Yes. Like, it's just like, we're, we're, we're like the That's bridge game, and everyone's like, okay, and then what happened? <laughs> <laughs> you already have our walk. It's so rad. We were on our walk. And he thought the dog's breath was bad, but it was just my tuchus. <laughs> <laughs> I had released I had a little bit of flatulence. <laughs> That's pretty much yeah, it. That's true. Well. All right. And finally, this is the last one. <laughs> Ashley says God <laughs> I have to stop sniffling into the mic. So <laughs> oh, should we just play it? Okay. If I love it, I use it. So <laughs> I talk so, over it. So <laughs> so 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 <laughs> this is uh, we it cut out anytime I leaving it in this time snort or sniffle and then Daniel no, goes oh. <laughs> which now we have it's happened multiple times yeah 
All right. Ashley <laughs> says Friday afternoon holds such potential. Sunday evening is spent recounting all the things I didn't get around to doing. It's like life. Yeah. That's so depressing. What <laughs> your you your 20s say, have so much potential and then in your 40s you you're just married think about to this everything guy. you didn't do. You won't wear a fart hose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going on your walk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's everyone. Yes, mm-hmm. Sunday I, night blues. Yes. Yeah. But that's especially you, Daniel. Your Sundays yeah, are like Sundays. your sacred time. I get real agitated if I have any plans on Sunday because it's just I feel like I don't. I I need to have the day off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do things on Saturday, but Sunday. Yeah. I'm gonna go contrarian on this one. I love a Sunday. Sunday's my favorite part of the weekend because Friday. You're tired and you're kind of trying to wind down from the week. Saturday, hey, you're supposed to do something. But Sunday, Sunday's like all the pressure's off. You can just hang out and do whatever you want. There's just no pressure and you can actually finally relax and enjoy yourself and just do whatever you want. Even when you... See, I I have that now because I have so little structure to my days. Um, but back in the days when it was like Monday was back to the grind, I didn't... I, di- I, di- I felt stressed on Sunday. Agreed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I totally get stressed out. And if, if we have plans or whatever, I'm just like, oh, that's my yeah, time. We, yeah. yeah. It's like eking away. You're, yeah. You're, yeah. If, but Sundays can be great if I don't have any plans. Because then I can just, by, by like one or two on Sunday, I feel like I don't have to worry about anything and I can just kick back Jack. Yeah. Right. That's, that's actually kind of how I feel is that I don't, I don't usually have plans for Sunday evening. So then I can just take it easy. Yeah. I could just be like, oh, I'm just totally relaxing. I so feel to me, like, it's the most relaxing part of the week. I feel like your attitude about Sunday is directly proportional to how much you accomplished on Saturday. Because it's mm-hmm. like, if you had things to do over the weekend and you did them on Saturday, then you're pretty relaxed on Sunday. You're like, just chilling. And if you, but if you didn't, then it's, you probably aren't doing them on Sunday either because you still want the time. And then you just feel like, uh, like, didn't do anything. And then I have to work. Yes. Yeah. Greg, where are you with your weekends? Uh, I'm unemployed right now, so I really can't tell the difference between any days. Um, Generally speaking, I have a hangover, just generally speaking. Um, I'm pretty proactive when I have a job. I'm one of those dudes, like, I'll have 10 things to do on Saturday. I'll get every single one of them done. And I always feel like Sunday is the day that you don't have as much stuff to do. I'm I'm pro Sundays. I'm pro. I'm pro. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's Let me, just him or it's either not? No, a, it's everyone it's except everyone, yeah. for you and Jeff. Okay. I, I want to say I love Sundays. I just don't like plans on Sundays. You know, I'll, I'll be like, I'll have a, a, a Sunday cleared out and then all of a sudden, oh, a Cavalier meetup <laughs> at four. That's our dog. <laughs> that took me a second. I was like, I don't know what that I thought means. you enjoy the Cavalier meetups. Wendy enjoys them. <laughs> no, I'm all right with them. I didn't know that that was a big bummer No, no, they're, they're fine. They're fine, honey. They're fine. I love I them. No, No, I love them. Okay. <laughs> Wendy needs her social time. I know. We were on our walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. I want to tell you about Blinds.com. I've, I've talked about them before. Blinds.com is a company that is uh, full of people who are as passionate about window coverings and window treatments as I am. They're actually probably more passionate about it, but I've talked before about when I went insane over the curtain choices. I had different curtains hanging from different rods in the Hollywood home. How many trips did we go on, or how many conversations, Daniel, did we have about curtains? Too many. 
too many. I remember sitting in a meeting with potential agents admiring the curtains. I probably I could have destroyed my career. That's how much I was going insane over not being able to make my choice. I wish that I had had blinds.com back then because they have amazing customer like award-winning customer service. That's kind of their I mean there's a I was going to say that's their main thing. There's a lot of things about blinds.com that are their main thing, but one of the things that really sets them apart is their customer service. They will walk you through the whole thing. They like to talk about it. Um, they have free samples, free shipping, free design consultation with the U.S.-based decorating expert. They want to talk to you. They want to help you get your how, get your windows looking great. Um, they have a free sh- – uh, sorry, not free – it is free. It's the sure fit guarantee is what I was trying to say. So if you mismeasure, uh, if you make the mistake, blinds.com will remake your product for free. So there's no risk. They have a 30 day price guarantee, 30 day money back guarantee as well. Um, and there's tons of helpful videos, uh, that'll help you choose, measure and install your blinds. And they're having a special sweepstakes. So my friends at blinds.com are giving away $5,000 worth of window treatments. Entering is easy and you'll love the way your home looks after refreshing window after window with beautiful, energy efficient window coverings. Find out more about how you can win by visiting blinds.com. You will love saving up 20% off already great prices of top designer brands on blinds.com with great offers that change regularly. You'll find exactly what you're looking for at a price that makes you smile. This month is the perfect month to order energy efficient products to take a bite out of that heating bill from cell shades to insulated draperies to custom shutters. The team at blinds.com can help you overcome any window challenge with style. The big game is over. Did that sun glare on your television drive you crazy? Keep your view, but block the glare and it's furniture fading UV rays with modern and sleek solar shades from blinds.com. All right, you guys. Thank you so... And blinds.com wants to hook us up with some stuff. and we need. Yeah, I know, because Wendy just had her way with some of our blinds. And despite the name, they all all the people there can see very well. Yeah, your your blinds are pretty plain right now. No offense. I know. There's not much verve to them. It's clear that you didn't have any consultations. Not yet. We haven't had it yet. Can I address something? Yeah. Our our place isn't really that decorated because we haven't committed to staying in place. That's come up a lot. This has become an issue. It's become it has become an issue. Uh, because Matt Myra, who's on Monday's show, was just ceaselessly taunting me about how bare the walls are. But since he's been here, two more things have gone up on the walls and it already does make it feel better. But I was explaining that I've just moved around a lot in my life and I just know I'm going to be moving again. The next time we move, we're going to buy a place and who knows how long we're going to be here. And he's like, how long have you been here though? And I said like (laughs) two to three years and Jeff and he laughed a lot and I still don't see the humor in it. But so anyway, I was like, we got to put stuff on the walls, I guess. Otherwise Matt Myra will keep making fun of us. Mm hmm. And others. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't the only one. We- yeah, no. Oh, yes. Well, in the same week, another person asked if we just moved in. <laughs> yeah, I'm still that- proud of you that you don't put your trash in bags that hang on the door handles. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, up. it's all a matter of perspective. That's right. Thank you. I need you to be here to remind them of how I could have lived. <laughs> Um, I want to thank everyone for being on the show. Thank you. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, click the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It helps out the show. Thank you so much for all of your Amazon support. Uh, there's PayPal links on my website, alisonrosen.com. On the right side, thank you for your PayPal support. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It makes a huge difference. We have a ringtone available. Hey, hey, 
Hey, go fuck yourself. You can get that by searching Hey, Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. Two special bonus episodes available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival. First one with Doug Benson and Greg Proops. Next one with Doug Benson, musician Matt Costa, and the former Thursday Gang. Those are $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. You can follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. Um, email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F-Show at gmail.com. Greg, uh, anything you want to plug or you want to tell people where to find you or anything like that? No. I just want to say thanks for having me. This was a real treat. This Thank was really you fun. You were really, really good. Had, uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, that was a joke. I'm supposed to laugh when I said I didn't really think that. But you were good. No, I know. It was great. Um, so thank you guys. It was super fun. Thank you. I'm waving in case you're not watching this. They can hear it. Yeah, okay. Continue voice. All right. And Jeff, where should we go for you? You can find me at Colonel Jeff Fox on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And my show is Barracuda Radio. We have a new episode out available on iTunes and where finer podcasts are found. Excellent. Daniel? I'm at Daniel Quantz, Q-U-A-N-T-Z. On Twitter and Instagram. Alan? At Alan Moss on Twitter and Instagram. Jenna? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones. You can check out our podcast, Sorry Not Sorry, with Jenna Kim Jones on iTunes or my website. And uh, you can hear more of our couples banter. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're in Utah, then yesterday you should have gone. It's tomorrow, right? Uh, Thursday, actually. Oh. Same day. As if this you're in out. Utah and you're a member of the Dental Association, <laughs> go see Jenna Come perform. Come on out. It's going to be spectacular. <laughs> uh, and Dustin? Uh, still nowhere, but I'll use this to plug uh, a segment that I think you should do in the future. You should find someone that uses your ringtone. Every time you play that, I think like that's that's a real bold move <laughs> to adopt that ringtone. Right. I mean, as much as everyone should support you in every way possible, to find the person that has taken that ringtone and uses it. People a, write in all the time. They're like, I'm a substitute teacher and it rang in class and then I got it didn't go well. <laughs> but thank you. You know, yeah, people. Yeah. People write. Sorry. I was saying, yeah, people do. And then I was also saying, yeah, you people should write in and let me know how it goes with my ringtone. We tried to use it as a way to set people up for a while. Remember that when we were like, if you have it and oh, yes. someone else has it, you're clearly meant for each other. That's right. Well, I still <laughs> believe true. that to be yeah, the case exactly. because I hear about people who uh, they meet other fans. Maybe you should combine time. it with that show that's like instantly married or whatever. Uh, it's love like it they have to married. It's sight. like two, the, the, the same network as Epic Meal Empire. I just want to point that out to everybody. It destroyed my life. I hope you're listening. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Well, I'm that, sorry. that's why I'm trying to co-opt yeah, it. Please, I'm trying please, to please. I'm trying to take away its power yeah. by uh, <laughs> y- you know stealing it. Uh, but yeah, it's like the first man and the first woman who writes in saying that they've used the ringtone. They have you to should, get married. Yeah, you should say they have to get married on the podcast. I don't know if you can if that's a legal ceremony if someone just over the sure. radio can <laughs> officiate. Sure, it sounds. Uh, we'd good. have to look into We're some state laws. This yeah. is already getting complicated, but it's worth it. I think, I think it's worth it. Yeah. I think anyway. So tune in for so that, that for sure. <laughs> but I'm not on social media. But I am. All right. Uh, thank you guys. <laughs> and thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Rosen is your new best friend